G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, good to get an update on those issues that are in the headlines in the Middle East and especially as they affect the nation of Israel. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Ron, big news overnight with what was initially thought to be a terror attack on a bus in Jerusalem. Uh, They've backed away from that now. No one killed, but still a lot of people injured. Yes, 21 people were injured, two critically. Uh, And the report from the police uh, spokesman, Mickey Rosenfeld, who's a good mate of mine, uh, he said that uh, a bomb exploded on the Egged bus number 12 in Jerusalem's Talpiot industrial area. Uh, This, in fact, is where my wife and I used to live, and we used to catch that bus when we went into the Jerusalem Mall. Uh, So it's pretty close to home. Uh, It was remarkable there were no deaths reported, uh, but it's just around the corner from where Bridges for Peace uh, had their food bank. Uh, So it's an area we know pretty well. Interesting when you get it so close to your own history there, Ron, because that's a bus that you used to catch in a part of Jerusalem, I suppose, that used to feel fairly safe. Uh, what part? What's life like in that part of Jerusalem? Well, Tapiot's an industrial estate. We had a beautiful apartment uh, there, uh, and the food bank was located there. Uh, it was an area where there was a lot of traffic. Buses could park uh, and people shop nearby, uh, many stores, many, many places and coffee shops. Uh, but it was a very busy, busy, busy place. And uh, uh, Mickey Rosenfeld said uh, what we confirmed from the bus explosion is that the remains of an explosive device were found on one of the buses. Uh, and they're, they're believing that one of the... Uh, Uh, people seriously injured in the attack, uh, was in fact the suicide bomber. Uh, They're they're holding back on a few things, but Benjamin Netanyahu uh, was very, very profound. He said, we will find whoever prepared and dispatched the explosives, as well as those who helped them. We will settle accounts. So uh, Israel's on full alert because there have been a number of threats out of the uh, Hamas terror group. And uh, their spokesman recently said that they would continue uh, suicide attacks into Israel and uh, Israel's on careful alert uh, that that might be so even now. Their president, uh, Rivlin, said, on a day like this when in the morning our dedicated security forces uncover a tunnel of destruction in the south and then in the evening shocked civilians are taken to the hospital at the end of a routine day, it is clear to everyone that our fight against terror will not end. We will chase and catch any person that seeks to do us harm until quiet is achieved. Uh, And so uh, it's an ongoing situation of intense uh, on on your guard, Uh, and that's where the, uh, uh, the, the Israeli forces would be. 
Uh, they certainly need to remain very vigilant. And when you talk about the possibility of suicide bombers, uh, then you've got the issues of rockets uh, raining down on certain parts of Israel and the idea of tunnels coming from underneath. Uh, there is a necessity for real vigilance. Uh, this tunnel you mentioned, uh, this one stretching from Gaza into Israel, that's, uh, that's a significant one the Defence Forces have under- uncovered. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to note how the progress that Israel has made on uh, creating the technology to find these tunnels. This one was 30 metres deep and was probably dug after the 2014 Operation Protective Edge, according to the experts. A senior security source said a systematic, intelligence-based, technological, engineering and operational approach resulted in the finding of the tunnel. We have to turn this event of finding tunnels into a technique and we must find more tunnels. He said the challenge is very big, the tunnels are very deep, we have capabilities that did not exist and do not exist now anywhere else in the world. We can detect at depths of 30 to 40 metres. It's a very complex process. Very interesting to read about that and understand that two tunnels out of Mexico into the United States have been uncovered in the last couple of weeks. You, you just wonder how much the Israelis are involved in that little program. Let me ask you about the Temple Mount. Uh, everybody seems to have claims on it historically, but there's a significant thing that's happened with UNESCO approving a resolution that actually denies Jewish historical ties to the Temple Mount. Yeah, this is just gobsmacking. If you read the Old Testament, the Jews have been there for a long, long time. Uh, but the UN has passed yet another anti-Israel resolution denying historical and archaeological evidence proving a long-existing Jewish presence on the Temple Mount. In a blatant disregard of history, archaeology and plain common sense, the Executive Board of the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, adopted a resolution on Friday that ignores Jewish historical ties to the Temple Mount and the Western Wall in Jerusalem. There were 33 votes in favour, six against and 17 abstentions. Uh, the resolution solely refers to the Temple Mount uh, and refers to just their Muslim names. Al-Aqsa Mosque is Haram al-Sharif, with the exception of two references to the Western Wall Plaza in parentheses. The Jerusalem Post is on top of this. It's a front-page story, and uh, it, it's of grave concern to Israel, although... Uh, I think the Prime Minister sort of accepted it. He he described it as another absurd UN resolution. Uh, This is yet another UN decision. UNESCO ignores the unique historic connection of Judaism to the Temple Mount, where the two temples stood for a thousand years, to which every Jew in the world has prayed for thousands of years, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said. So they really make fools of themselves, although I'm afraid we give them that authority. Well, if you deny the historical ties to the Temple Mount, it reinforces your capacity to make new laws and enforce your own agenda today. And this seems to be what's happened where a Jew was arrested for speaking Bible verses on a visit to the Temple Mount. He tried to defend himself by saying he wasn't praying. 
He was just reading the Bible, but the police officer who apprehended him said, I decide what prayer means. Uh, uh, And a bystander caught shocking footage of the Israeli police arresting an English-speaking religious Jew on Sunday for saying a Pesach, which is a Bible verse, and attempting to give over words of Torah at the uh, holy site. Uh, He said, the verse said, please God save me now. And the bystanders with him uh, confirmed that. The man in his 40s explained to the police officers that expounding on a verse does not constitute prayer. But they cut his speech short and took him away without fanfare. So, as I said, the police officer uh, probably pulled himself up to his greatest height when he said, I decide what prayer is. Uh, I think there might be more to say about that, but... It's against the law to pray on the Temple Mount. Uh, we've often gone up there with fellow Christians, uh, and uh, you, uh, if they don't see your lips move, uh, you don't get arrested. Uh, they don't understand silent prayer, I guess. Mm. Uh, let's turn our attention a little to the migration of Muslims up through Turkey uh, from uh, places like Syria and up into Europe, because where Muslims are converting to Christianity, they do so at fear of their own lives. Yeah, the threats are very real. Uh, there's a hadith or a, a, a decision that says, Muhammad says, whoever changed his Islamic religion, then kill him. Uh, the death penalty for apostasy is part of Islamic law, according to all the schools of Islamic jurisprudence. This is still the position of all the schools and both Sunni and Shiite. Sheikh Yusuf al-Karadi, the most renowned and prominent Muslim cleric in the world, said the Muslim jurists are unanimous that apostates must be punished, yet they differ as to determine the kind of punishment to be inflicted upon them. There's a situation over there at the moment where many migrants... Uh, uh, recent converts to Christianity since they fled into Europe. Uh, but by converting, they brought upon themselves a death sentence. One of the surprising aspects of the migrant crisis has been the number of Muslims from places like Syria and Afghanistan that have been converting to Christianity in Austrian churches. Uh, they're saying that they're getting up to five to ten a week. So far this year, 83% of the recorded adult baptisms have been by Muslims compared to 2015 when there are only 33%. So it's an amazing move of the Lord in that area, but it's an area we need to be praying into to that the Lord will protect those who come to know Jesus as their Saviour. And finally, Ron, an Israeli health company's received $3.5 million funding for a lifestyle-changing app to fight diabetes. I don't know about you, Neil. I'm old enough not to be able to associate apps and medicine. <laughs> okay, yep. But this is a digital health startup company called Switch, and they've received $3.5 million uh, in a series of financing to, to help them. Uh, they said that more than 86 million adults in the United States and 63 million more in Europe have a blood sugar level that's higher than normal, but not yet high enough to be considered diabetes. This pre-diabetic population will most likely develop type 2 diabetes without intervention. 
switch hopes to identify individuals at risk of developing diabetes and other chronic conditions and coach them to live healthier lifestyles. According to Switch CEO and co-founder Donna Kanan, figures show that current methods of identifying pre-diabetics miss about 92.5% of the actual future diabetic population. And Neil, this app will give you the warning that you can adjust your lifestyle and avoid the diabetic decision. And an app that may well have uh, ripple effects around the whole world when it comes to the fight against diabetes. Uh, yeah, Ron, a big fight. just great getting your insights into all of these issues. Before I let you go, uh, have you been following along the abduction uh, case, the uh, child rescue or what's now called a kidnapping and uh, being considered a criminal case there in Lebanon? Uh, of course, uh, a Muslim father and uh, a Western Australian mother and two children involved in all of that. Uh, do you have any sort of ideas about uh, which way that might go after some court issues overnight? Well, I think without uh, vigorous diplomatic intervention, they're destined for jail, uh, or at least a heavy fine. I've been, because I worked in the newsroom with Win TV years ago, uh, we were sent out on assignments, and I see this team as being sent out on an assignment doing a television news story. And all of a sudden, it's involved them in a very personal way. And uh, I, I, I read about the fact that they're, they're in uh, very small cells uh, with 10 people to a cell, uh, trying to imagine what that would be like. Uh, I've been reading about their families back at home uh, in great tension and fear and concern over what the future may bring. And unless the Australian government has some form of intervention, uh, and if the law of the land is applied uh, as it is written, uh, then I would say they're in a precarious situation and uh, certainly worthy of our prayers because, as I said to another friend in the television industry this week, they were members of the team doing their job. And uh, I'm concerned for them. I've been praying for them. And I do hope it works together for good. Ron, I'm not sure how much you know about the legal system in Lebanon, but uh, there's it's sometimes people refer to Lebanon as a Christian country, but they've got uh, people from different religious backgrounds, including uh, people who are Muslims, uh, in their top echelons of leadership, and I assume that the courts work in a very different way to what we think in Australia. Uh, there's been a religious ruling in favour of the father here. Uh, that would count against uh, the idea of there being a good resolution for this issue, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, the, the, the judge, uh, in a very generous mood, uh, asked the, the, the husband and wife to uh, arbitrate, to, to try and reconcile a decision. Uh, the, the, the husband has decided not to do that, and uh, he's virtually thrown his wife under the bus. Uh, and that was, uh, that was a stark warning to me, uh, that her future is in a very precarious position. Uh, so I don't know. There, there could be outside forces putting pressure on the court. Uh, we would like to think that's not happening, uh, but we know in that part of the world it does happen, and uh, we just need to intervene in prayer. 
That's right, and of course the mother's name is Sally Faulkner, and uh, asking you about these things, Ron, because we're going to be continuing our conversation uh, through the coming hour, talking about issues of uh, custody, and uh, when it comes to issues like uh, child recovery or kidnapping, as uh, the case is that we're talking about, those things are going to be an interesting part of our conversation ahead. But Ron Ross... Always good getting your insights into these issues and certainly appreciate you taking some time to uh, uh, to uh, tell us your heartbeat on these things through this session. So thank you so much for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.